All right, it's another episode of the Causeway Street Podcast. Joseph Pavone here alongside Joel Pavone. We got Zach Felsquin of CausewayStreet.com coming out of the bullpen, the lefty, coming in for Sean Ducha. So I guess we won't be looking ahead, but we will look ahead in some capacity. We won't be doing the exact segment because this Celtics team, I don't know, fellas. I, I can't call it. I mean, you could call the win against the Raptors a uh, feel-good win or, you know, a step in the right direction. I mean, either one, like both of those they apply for this team, right? Because if you look, I look at things from the last week or so, it's, it's a step in the right direction. But man, to use <laughs> Dutra's segment, I mean, you look ahead, these are some tough matchups for the Celtics team. Big tests are coming up, and uh, a lot of them are on the road. So we'll, we'll break that all down, of course, and talk about uh, some of these new play- some of these new guys stepping up. You know, we can't sleep on guys like Grant Williams. We'll talk about what he did, at, you know, in Toronto, and and, how, and maybe that's a change. Uh, for this team for good. Maybe that's something that this team can rely on because I don't know, guys. It's something about it that just it just doesn't it just doesn't feel right. Like is this, is this team even a I know record wise they're not, so don't answer the you know, sarcastically, but is this even a, still a top five team in the East? I mean maybe maybe arguably, but you have to put in that arguably in there, right? No? Yes? What do you guys think? Well uh, you know just just to start, I mean you, you kind of hit the nail on the head with the record and everything right now. You're three and a half back right now of, of Brooklyn. So you have to put it all into context. I mean, the, the season is not over 21 games into the season. But at the same time, it feels like they're, you know, 15 games. <laughs> the way that they played most. Right? I mean, it's been tough to watch it. It's the good and the bad, Mom, man. You got to weigh out the good and the bad. The good and the bad. Uh, the, the eye test has Wrong, not been heavy. very tasty. You know, you know what it is, Zach? It's, it's, it's heavy 500 vibes. That's what it is, all right? It's just it like watching this 500 team. And you, you don't, that, that's not what we thought the team was going to be. I, I know it's still early, but, man, we're talking about 20-plus games right now, right? I mean, well, yeah, and, and I was thinking about this today on, on my ride uh, to work, and I was thinking about this, that, you know, I, the NBA, there was a lot of landscape-shifting moves in this offseason and even into the season. I mean, you take a look, even in Brooklyn, at the top of the Eastern Conference right now, is trying to find a way to win with one of their top three stars not playing basketball. You know, you take a look at, you know, Miami and the movement that they had with Kyle Lowry. You take a look at Washington. I don't know why Washington's in third right now. No, you know, <laughs> no, no. Give them, you're going to give them their flowers on Causeway Street. You're going to keep like He couldn't even keep a, he couldn't keep a straight face when he said, he goes, I, don't I don't know why the fuck Washington is where they're at right now. But I don't, I don't because it's, like, because it's, you know it's beyond me. You know why he couldn't keep a straight face, Joel? Because, because he was like... It, it, he didn't think it would go off for this long. We all thought it would be like, okay, every team has that in a week or two, where they're like, oh, four and oh, you know. No, this, this is different now. Plus, plus, I feel like the Wizards every year start off kind of like hot. I'm just, oh, it's just a year, yeah. and then it's right. like still hasn't fizzled out yet. We're almost well, in December. Yeah, Brad Beal's in yeah. a contract year. And, That's you know, true. There's a lot to consider, but I mean, even still, you go through the Eastern Conference right now, and outside of, I mean, really, maybe Milwaukee. I mean, everyone had some movement, and you know, I, I think there's a little bit of a, a time frame where you got to let Boston kind of figure things out. You get a new head coach, a new system in a lot of ways, a lot of new players, a lot of key new players that I think you know. We you take a look at a Josh Richardson, and I was just looking at the stats for you know games played. I mean, Richardson yep. played in 15 games. He's playing 25 minutes a night, and I mean, honestly, I, I I'm praying to God that we have not seen the best of him. But we, I mean, this. It seems like a player who has not found any type of footing yet. Schroeder's looked good. Horford's had to reintroduce himself. You know, I mean, it's uh, Jalen Brown's been in and out of the lineup. I mean, there's a lot of moving pieces here. So I'm not, I said in my head, probably after the first week or two into the season, I said, I will give him until New Year's and then we can start sounding alarm bells. Because three and a half games, three and a half games out, out, out of the top spot. You're not dead. You go on a good run. You're right in the mix of things. I'm glad you brought up Al Horford. Like, he might be the he might be the MVP of this team so far. And yeah. Every win throughout yeah. the course of the season up until this point, he's got his fingerprints. They're all over them, right? And and, and I think Toronto's game was a, another great example. I don't think they yeah. went with someone like him because he's one of those guys, the disciplinary disciplinary by by uh, example, right? You know, yeah. going to stick with the system, and I think. Everyone is starting to fall into that with email, but it's like, wait, how long is the system going? Like, how long is it going to take? Because this schedule is not going to get any easier for these guys, and they're still into this critical phase, you know. Yeah, no, it's true because you you bring up Al Horford. That's a perfect example, and the and the losses I feel like this season, 
uh, especially the um, the one against Brooklyn, the one against San Antonio, when he doesn't get his touches, I don't know if the offense really flows the way it should. Yeah. When it comes to uh, you know, Al Horford, then especially on a defensive end, when you got him, um, you know, doing the the majority of the lifting because you got Rob Williams is out, and I just feel like these new guys like Horford, like Richardson, like Schroeder, they've been a big part of like these wins. And when one of those guys are off or a couple of guys are off and you got Tatum that's off, that's those are those are hard games to win. Yeah. But at least Tatum to his credit, he adjusted a bit. He didn't try to outshoot his way into a good game. No, he said, you know what, I'm gonna make this a good game by filling the other statistical category. Just because I'm not trying to go, you know, what was it? I was gonna say I was gonna say two and twelve, but that's that's what he did, right? He pretty much did it again. Yeah. Cool. He was like, I'm not shattering my old record. I'm not going I'm not going two and seventeen and break this record again that it seems like I'm breaking, you know, year after year and responding in one way or another, right? Whether that means the 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 fifty point, sixty point performances that we saw last season, right? He responded in those ways, right? Whether it's uh the stretch of games that we saw thirty plus uh thirty plus points for what, what, four or five consecutive games, you know, and that was good. But then you revert back to this. So instead of trying to stick with that same uh mindset, he's like, wait, let me just Start passing the ball the way everyone wants me to, and, and look what happened. Like, look, I'm not saying it, it boils down to well, this Celtics team could have won a whole lot more games if Tatum had done that. But I think what's going on now is that we're realizing how important guys like Grant Williams are going to be moving forward. How someone like Richardson, when he's playing well, is going to be important moving forward. Shit, even Langford might need to you know fill a void moving forward, you know, barring any type of trade down the road. But I, I just think again, the whole. Tatum and Brown could, could carry this team. You know, we knew we knew these two. <laughs> look, Zach can't even keep a straight face. We knew these two have lots to figure things out. But I think the way they are now, with you know the the Tatum slump and the the Jalen Brown still trying to you know stay healthy, like it's just sort of illuminated this huge void that the Celtics can't avoid. You know, and we're gonna wait and see because obviously these pieces are gonna be important. All those names, not not Tatum and Brown that I just mentioned. You know, it could be important for the team, and maybe they do pan out. But does it all come together at the same time when you got teams throughout the Eastern Conference rolling right now? Yeah, I mean, you know, with the whole Tatum thing, it's like if he's not shooting fifty percent, he's shooting like an abysmal, like you said, like twelve for like eighteen. I mean, two for like eighteen type of numbers. 18, yeah. Like, there's no like, there's no in between. There's no like happy medium when it comes to when Tatum is off, he's off. Like, there's just like no way around it, and so. I, like he did against Toronto, he's got to find ways to to get his teammates involved. Like Odoka said against or after the Toronto game, everybody ate, everybody ate off of off of Tatum. You know, turning into a playmaker. When you got your top three scorers, like you know, we talk about Smart, uh, Richardson, and Horford, <laughs> and before you get to Brown, those are your top three scorers, and and a win like against the Raptors. Against yeah. the Raptors, I mean, that's a that's a deep balanced scoring and just balance overall on both ends of the floor. Yeah, for sure. And, and you know, to add to that, I think the big thing is, and you, you both have already said it, is Tatum moving the basketball. You know, I watched, I forget who it was the other night, the game before Toronto, who they played, uh, Brooklyn? Spurs. The Spurs. Uh, the Brooklyn, Brooklyn and then Spurs. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, I watched most of that game and, and every Which time. Which seemed like both the same team for some reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the colors of the jersey, I guess. Um they score like 88 points that game. Like, and exa- exactly. And I mean, you see the ball, it gets to Tatum and it stops. And it's, it's something that wasn't happening two years ago. Jason Tatum was playing a much more team friendly game. Brad Stevens had the team. Oh, oh, hold on, Zach. Well, you're going to wake up the, uh, the, <laughs> the, 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 you guys should have never gotten rid of Gordon Hayward. Mom, right. Don't get them. Wrong, oh, hey, I, I was, I was on that. I was on that, uh, that train. You know, I, I, the ball hey, has moved. He, he, the ball he, what you wanted about him, but he used to move that ball. That, that rock was moving when he was there. He was no, exactly. Exactly. And that's why he was such a great piece for this team when, when he was here. And I think, you know, between Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, it, it felt like over the last two years, we've seen them kind of, you know, kind of regress into a sense of where the ball gets to these guys. They find the ISO and that's all they do. And that ball never moves in their hands. And I think it kind of starts to poison the rest of the well. You know, you watch a guy like Marcus Smart. If he doesn't shoot four or five possessions down the court, he's just going to fire it up. It doesn't even matter what, what the situation is. He's just going to shoot the ball because he wants to shoot and he wants to get involved. And yeah. I think that's what you're kind of, they got to get away from that. And that's why this Toronto game, 
maybe it was a window into something that's starting to click for Jason Tatum where he says, you know what? Yeah, I could be a 20 point, you know, guy or 24 point a night guy. And I've got to be an eight or 10 assist, you know, a night guy to be able to keep that ball moving, almost taking a LeBron James type approach to, you know, the, the way that he runs that offense as a kind of a point forward. So hopefully that's the window that we saw start to open here for, um, after that Toronto game. Yeah, but I think a lot to do with uh, a big chunk of these losses is when they fall into these like double digit holes early in the first quarter and they fall into those old habits of like ISO ball. Sometimes yep. with Tatum and Brown, like, okay, you, you try it. Now, now I'm going to try it. And it's like, you go, yep. then I go. And then everyone's just standing around like, all right, guys, I'll right, okay, run back on defense. All right, cool. So that's, that's not the way <laughs> these, that's not the way this team has, has won. Even when Brad Stevens was here, like moving the ball around, right. Getting 24, 25, 26 assists or more is what winning basketball is about when it comes to the Celtics. And Absolutely. you got four, five, six guys in double figures and scoring even better. Yeah, I mean, the, the weird part is for me is just like you go back to Jason Tatum's rookie year, not necessarily Tatum per se, but that group of kind of core players that we're working with now, the Marcus Smarts, the Jalen Browns, the Jason Tatum, that ball in that Eastern Conference Finals run when Kyrie was down, you know, he got injured. Gordon Hayward got injured the first game of the year. Yeah, Rosier was that? Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm the um, captain now. <laughs> yeah. But the ball moved. The ball moved. And that playoff run, they were fantastic. The ball just it never stopped. And now it feels like we've gotten to that point where more and more that ISO-style basketball that, you know, you almost – and here, here's a weird comparison. It almost feels like – the early 2000s Celtics with Paul Pierce and Antoine Walker, where it was a lot of iso ball, a lot of three shots from Antoine, a lot of that high post post up from Paul Pierce. Mm-hmm. That ball would hit two sets of hands, and it never really went anywhere else. And, hell, you can beat some crap teams by doing that, but you're going to struggle against the good teams of the league. And, and I think that's what we're seeing. You know what, Zach? I'm glad you said that because you you bringing that up just sparked something that – I gotta give I gotta give this to Sherrod. He brought this up during the post game show after the Toronto Raptors game, and he's like, "Man, when are they gonna just start playing pick and roll between Tatum and Brown? Like oh. the ultimate goal." And then I started thinking about, "Man, can you picture the remember the old days of, of, of Paul Pierce, Antoine Walker, the high low? You know what I mean? Like someone like Tatum who, who who's becoming better a, a better passer. Like giving those lofts to Jalen, that should be money for him with his athleticism. You know, yeah. he's." He's getting two, or he's getting to the free throw line. Like, or you, that should be that should be in the in the in the in the works. No, the point forward, point forward, Twan. Yes, with the soft hands. Exactly. Use, use your MVP of, of this season so far, Al Horford, one of the best pick and roll pick and roll oh, players in the he's game. A perfect example. Yeah, even yeah. at forty-seven years old, you know he's. <laughs> Wait a minute! <laughs> what, what happened? He aged over the over the days of the break. Holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> Yeah, come on, Joel. Forty seconds, right around the corner, man. Oh, uh, come on, right there, bro. right there. I was gonna... Yeah, but Joel, yeah. Joel, Al, Joel, still still doing his thing, but you know he's up there. Look, but I, I I don't understand it. I really don't. I mean, that's that for me. I think that's where you know when you saw this team thrive under Brad Stevens with Isaiah Thomas and Al Horford running that high screen and screen roll and, and and pick and pop. I mean. It works. It works like clockwork, and I don't understand why this team doesn't want to go back to anything like that. But you know, I was going to say something. <laughs> I was going to say something about Horford and you know the, the the matchup coming up. But before we before I segue into that, it will freak <laughs> a little bit the Sixers matchup. Um, since you haven't been off a little bit, Zach, I, I'm wondering that how do you feel about the the, the Marcus Smart. You know, calling out his teammates. Did he unlock this team? As like, do you think? Do you think this team is like everything's out in the open now, and people can say what they want, and, and people are buying into the system? Is this? Do we have Marcus Smart to thank for all this? Uh, I don't know if I thank Marcus Smart directly, but you know what is kind of strange is that Yudoka uh, has kind of had a much different approach than Brad Stevens. You know, Brad was was kind of everyone's friend, and I feel like Yudoka's kind of brought it kind of to you know, to the open, to the public, where, like, if there's an issue, he's not afraid of kind of pointing fingers. And I, there are some people out there who have been a little frustrated by it. I love it. I mean, it, it kind of holds these guys accountable. You have a ball, you have a shit game, or you're right. not playing the way you're supposed to. Like, it's not it's, annoying yet. It's not yeah. annoying. Not yet. Not yet. It's getting, it's getting, it's getting um, I mean, I don't think it's caused any issues or any rifts right now because I think it's still very early, but no. I like it. I like it. And no. I think, you know, Marcus. You know he is who he is, but I, you know I think there is a little bit of a 
for me, there's a little bit of a question of why is it coming from him? You know, Jalen, Jalen Brown for me, I think is the silent slash somewhat quiet leader of this team. And, you know, I'm curious to see when he starts to step up more vocally because I think that that yeah, uh, yeah well, me, I'll, t- I'll tell you why though. I'll tell you why. To me, real quick though, to me, I just want to say about Jalen. To me, with Jalen, yes and no, but I feel like he's Mister like no guys, everything's gonna be all right. We're gonna do this. Like he's not gonna, he's not the kind of guy that'd be like yo you. I'm gonna need you to stop doing what you're doing. Like, he's not gonna do that, right? But yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I I feel like I feel like Smart has been has been that guy in the past and and sort of that guy this season. It's because yeah. after you get blown out by the Nets. Where's Jason Tatum to talk to the, the media afterwards? Mm. Where's Where's Tatum after you get you know after you blow a a, a a nineteen point lead against the Bulls and then you get blown out by fourteen? Like where 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 are those guys? Where's Tatum at least? Like if Tatum wants to be this leader, if they, if everyone keeps anointing him the leader, like he needs to start stepping up like one and, and necessarily having to take like some of this uh, I don't know this fallback on some of this some of these reasons for these losses. Yeah. Uh-huh. Accountability. Accountability. Thank you. Yeah. One of the many themes of the uh, 2021-22 Celtics. And <laughs> with that, we'll segue into Wednesday night matchup at TD Garden. The Celtics, they're not going to be there for a while, so they better enjoy this one. Going up against the Philadelphia 76ers and Al Horford saying what up to his uh, former organization. We're going to see how creaky those knees really are, right? I mean, that's what I was going to say earlier. Like Going up against Joel Embiid, let's face it, Like regardless of what happens, you know and B is going to be like, okay, I have to show out because Al used to always have my number, and here we are again going at it back at CD Garden. They're going to be feisty in there. I got to do my thing. Al on the other end is just like, motherfucker, I still got this. And <laughs> I can't stand y'all. I didn't like, oh, out of all the teams I ever played for, Philly was the worst. No, that's not a quote, guys. That's not verbatim. But we all know it's true. Like, this is going to be a really good message that the Suns can send to the Philadelphia 76ers. But we'll have to wait and see what happens. Well, plus you got to be coming back from COVID, so I think I think Al should just uh, you know take it well and well advantage of this of this matchup. Yeah, he should. Mm-hmm. No, you're gonna. Have to- uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> any word on if uh, Robert Williams is gonna play? No, no, that's no? that's still a question mark. But you get another dose of Grant Williams. What do you think of that, Zach? Which, which I only think he only plays well when when Robert is out. When Robert is in, yeah. Grant not so much. But you know. Williams he's for Williams. So far, he's he's had. I mean, bounce back year from what we saw last year. I mean, last year I thought, I honestly thought that there was a chance that they cut him loose coming into the season. <laughs> it was that guy. I was, like, this guy, this, this Damn, I was actually, I was actually excited. I was, I was like a, a kid on Christmas Day when I found out that that Carson Edwards was traded for Aaron Gomez. I was like, <laughs> yeah. that's it. Greg Williams' minutes gone, baby. Gone. Those are all going to, 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 to turn on Gomez, baby. But nope, not so much. Just, yeah. Grant, Grant apparently is a, is a 50, 40, 90 guy all of a sudden. Great. You feel like you feel like that? And Zach's like, where the fuck is Jabari Parker? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Give me Jabari Parker. Jabari Parker, the legend, the Duke legend. No, I. You want to talk about a player that I? There can't, was one I, sleeper on the tank, roster. Tank for Jabari. Remember those, Yo, full remember disclosure, those, those uh, hashtags. Full disclosure: there was one sleeper on the roster guy that I had to put my money on. It was Jabari Parker to have a to have a breakout season, but that's just that's just me. I'm wondering where the hell Peyton Pritchard is. That's one guy I knew would have a breakout season. I knew that wouldn't happen. I didn't have thought into that. The set, the day I found out Dennis Schroeder was a Boston Celtic, I said, "Oh, well, Pritchard's gonna have a." A, a learning season. This could be a learning curve. It's like, know? guys, I scored 92 points at the pro. Come on, guys. Like, come on. It's like, you think that matters, bro? <laughs> <laughs> so as he came up with the dud in the, in the finals of, of the uh, of the summer league, they're like, yeah, we got, we got, we need shorter in here. Yeah. When the, when the, when the player tribune comes out, he's going to be like, and this is when I fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> when I dropped 92. It just, a, it was a mind fuck and I, I just couldn't get out of it. But yeah. Like, who else? I always say this to, to people who are like, oh, Pritchard could, you know, Pritchard could, Pritchard could. What does Pritchard do that even measures up to what we're getting from Marcus Smart and Dennis Schroeder right now? Okay. Whether it's playmaking, whether it's defense, you know, whether it's uh, driving to the rim. Like, I just think he's, he's not there yet. So if he's not knocking down shots, if he's not a threat from the outside or just a, a shooter overall, someone that can throw up buckets, then he's not going to, he's not going to earn playing time, my boy. Put it like this: With Schroeder being out, we know we don't know if he's going to be beyond the one game. If Pritchard wasn't getting any of those minutes, chances are he's still a work in progress, so to speak. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Certainly looks like it. 
Why do I get the feeling Seth Curry is going to have like seven three pointers? <laughs> I think it's going to be one of those games. I don't know. We're going to keep hearing Eddie going, Seth Curry, for three. <laughs> Seth Curry, for three. <laughs> okay. I swear one. back in the day, he used to sigh. Like, <sighs> you, get, you got the one, one or two, like, Sixer fans going, Yes, Seth! What I'm talking yeah. about. You're the better carry, man. Back in the day, Reggie Miller for three. <laughs> oh, okay. Glenn Rice for three. <laughs> Glenn Rice. All right, we're not doing the whole schedule, but who wins? Sixers or Celtics? Zach, who you got? Uh, I'm, I'm going to go... I'm going to go Sixers in a frustrating loss. <laughs> I thought we were all positive. We were, we were. We were, but I don't know. If we, if we yeah, have no Rob Williams, we got no Dennis Schroeder, Jason, or uh, Jason Richardson, yeah, is, is his cousin Jason Richardson. Yes, yes. The other <laughs> Jay Rich. The other Jay Rich. The one that shoots. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We might be a little too short, uh, short-handed here. I'm curious to see how many minutes uh, Jalen p- plays. You know, it's been a couple of days. Uh, well, it will be a couple of days. Um, they got to get him back in the lineup playing big minutes. I mean, he's, he's been down, and uh, they, they got to rebuild that uh, that win and uh, make sure that he's a big piece of what they're doing. So we'll see there. Yeah, that, that hamstring, how how serious do we think this is going to be like going forward? Well, it's one of those things that you don't know how serious it is until it's too late. So it's one of those, like, I don't mind the whole taking the precautionary route and yeah. ease him into it, you know? But I like what they're doing. It's not one of those where he has to handle the ball a lot or he, he's he's being thrown right in there. I mean, we'll see we'll see their approach going into the West Coast road trip because there's, there's a lot of games and you know, not too many nights. And we'll, we'll see how they do it. Yeah, because even, even he said, like, like this is different from – from when he injured it the first time, that this one, this one, this time around is lingering more than you know he would like it to. So I don't know. Yeah, it's a dangerous injury. It's one of those things. It's like almost like when you turn an ankle over. It's like you can't really get away from it until you really get a good solid rest. So that's the that's the scary part. Is it some? It's something that could linger. I mean, theoretically, all season long, that would be a huge issue for this team. Yeah, they do not. They do not have enough star power or scoring to let Jalen Brown at be in and out of the lineup for the next, you know, 60-some-odd games. Yeah, until, like, you know, tendonitis comes up again and it's freaking <laughs> in his knee. I don't know. I just feel like um, when multiple guys are out and people like Pritchard or whoever, they're, they're not stepping up or they're not even getting any playing time, you know, uh, i.e. Uh, Neesmith, <laughs> even Romeo to a certain extent, then – um you know, you're forcing guys like Al Horford to play like 30 plus minutes a night, which we, you know, you don't really need. If you got, yeah. if you got a deep, if you got a deep bench, it's like you know, go in, go in your bag a little bit there, uh, Udoka. Don't be afraid to. I think the Celtics win this one. I think, um, you know, just Al Horford, the way he's been playing. I don't know. I don't think it's like a, I don't think it's like the most meaningful game in the world for him. But I think there's a little, it's got a little chip on the shoulder in this one. And and I think you you look at the way uh, Richardson was was playing. Yo, call him the king of the mid-range. I don't hate it. Like, you know what? If that's your thing coming off the bench, you keep doing your thing, Rich. You know, don't Evan, you don't Evan, have to freeze all the time. It doesn't have to always be a three. Evan Turner 2.0? Evan Turner 2.0. <laughs> I mean, he was a little better off, off the dribble, but prove me wrong. Maybe you can move the same way. Prove me wrong, Jay Rich. You hear that, Jay Rich? Prove sway wrong. <laughs> and I think uh, I think Tatum has a good uh, a solid uh, shooting night. So I think that all that... All that uh, combines for a win. So. All right. Interesting, though, that yeah, you say that. What do you think it is that uh, has had him shooting like absolute dog poo right to start the season? Richardson? No, no. Oh, uh, no. Tatum. Tatum. Um, honestly, I felt like it was the way the teams are – the way opposing teams have been defending him, and it was like he – he was like taking the stubborn route a lot of times, you know, whether it was like those one foot off the, those weird, awkward shots that he was trying to get a foul or whether it was just like those herky jerky, like jumpers instead of going towards the rim. I think a lot of it was that, you know, especially when Jalen was down, that's when he like teams were really zeroed in on him. And and I, I thought that just him trying to force the issue just, just made things worse. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a combination of, of, of what uh, Sway mentioned. Plus, you know, him, I guess, 
Sorry, getting used to his uh, his new his new yeah. uh, muscles and strength that he can added weight. Yeah, at, at any at any point, I feel like he could you know he can go in and whether it's a layup or a, or or dunk, like he should do that a little more often. And we'll we'll see him get to the line more as well. And if you're struggling, and once you see that you know the ball go through the hoop a few times, you know that uh that usually helps to get out of a, out of a slump, at least in a game. I'm not talking about like you know from game to game, but yeah. we all thought he had he snapped out of it. I mean. Four straight games, thirty plus, you know, fifty percent shooting. You're like, oh, okay, he's he's back. But then Jalen comes back, and it's like, oh, you know, he's back to <laughs> shooting slump Tatum, which I don't know. I find it kind of weird. Yeah, yeah, that's true. This episode of the Causeway Street Podcast is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline has you covered all season. More props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues the march to the playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all your sports action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code CLNS50 to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is your fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. Well, we'll look ahead to the West Coast road trip next episode when Sean's back. Scootra. Right in the middle of the week, right? Yeah. yeah so that'll yeah, work out. Yeah, it works. But in the meantime, let's uh let's wrap up this episode the way we wrap up every single episode here on Causeway Street. Take our trip around the NBA with Joel's in case you missed it. 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 Joel, what do we miss? All right, in case you missed it. Isaiah Stewart has somewhat broken the silence following uh his uh run in, so to speak, with uh, LeBron James last week, saying, quote, it's going to be my last time addressing it. I watched the film. I didn't feel like it was an, an accident. My focus is on my team and playing basketball. I won't let that define who I am. What Detroit drafted me for is what will define who I am. End quote. Detroit basketball. He said that? He said that, yes. Yeah. <laughs> then there was fire shooting out like behind him for some reason. <laughs> I don't know. So that was, that was like dead on from those effects, you know? Uh, <laughs> Stewart, of course, was suspended for two games by the NBA following a what transpired after being elbowed in the face by LeBron, while James got suspended for one game. So, LeBron. Yeah. So, and uh, speaking of LeBron, speaking of LeBron James, LeBron James. Uh, he was uh, fined 15 grand for uh, <laughs> his obscene celebration on a uh, three pointer made in the LA's win over uh, the Pacers last week. The league deemed that his, um, what do you want to call it? Sam Cassell pretending to juggle his nutsack celebration. I don't know. The kind of the, the league deemed that not okay <laughs> for whatever reason. The gorilla balls. The gorilla balls. I guess. Yeah. Like you know, from side to side. Even though Cassell's was worse, and even back then that wasn't deemed as like inappropriate. But anyways, he's a hoe. Yeah. And in the same game, LeBron got two fans uh, ejected or tossed out of the uh, of the stadium for uh, inappropriate comments. <laughs> so from what you heard like how how factual is that is that just well i mean i mean for lebron to come to to grab a ref and be like yeah these guys right here this fucking guy they're gonna go and it's like you know what is the ref supposed to say in that instant you're gonna say are you sure lebron they said like inappropriate things call it what you want what what is lebron looking for oh is he, is he, somebody is we got a fan that's that's it got a little unruly, and LeBron is pointing it out to the officials. And what they're going to do is they're going to put these, put them out. I don't know. Well, clearly, I wouldn't know what they said. They're on the other side of the court, but they're putting them out. LeBron said they said it, or whatever, whatever they said, because it's not clear what they said. A lot of speculation on what they said that had to do with uh, inappropriate comments about his son. I mean, if that's the case, that's fucked up. You know, you shouldn't do that. Um, but the league is saying that they, they quote violated the fan uh, code of conduct, but James just wouldn't go into detail what the fans were, were, were yelling. So according to the athletic, there's no lifetime ban or any further consequences at this point for those two fans. So, so who released the quote saying that, uh, it, it was, it was about a son hoping he gets in a car accident. Something like that. Yeah. But there was other fans that were around that or dies in car accident that heard that heard that. But it was yeah, from other. That's the rumor going around. Yeah, and then it was not. It wasn't just them two though. It was some of these fans that are, you know, uh, tweeting about it. Also said that it was like multiple fans, but those two were like picked out 
by LeBron in particular. Yeah. So I don't know. Like I said, if that's what was being said or was being yelled at him, yeah, that's that's crossing the line. Of course, they're never they're never gonna be like, yeah, it was uh, we said that shit. Yeah, we got <laughs> I mean, they didn't protest for leaving; <laughs> they just got up and was like, all right. I kind of like the girl doing the fake cry thing. But that's a good touch. It's a nice touch. Yeah, until until we found out or yeah, rumored of what was being said. So yeah, I was like, yo, I I might not like you for what you said. I might. I don't know if you said it or not, but right. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what you said, but if you yeah. if you didn't say anything that was worth being tossed out, good job. Yeah, great great way to go out. You know, yeah. you know the camera's on you. I mean, that, that's a pretty cool gesture to say to LeBron for the millions of fans. Yeah, of course, right before Turkey Day. You know. <laughs> All right. In case you missed it, <laughs> John Wallace expressed that he wants to resume playing for the Houston Rockets in the near future, <laughs> despite both parties coming to an agreement in the offseason that there was going to be a trade in the works at some point, but um. According to Woj, it, it, it seems like a compromise needs to be reached soon between both parties because this trade probably won't happen anytime soon because it's him not playing, it's hurting his trade value, but Houston also wants to lose. During the yeah, exactly. so If you're the Rockets, you're like, no, business is booming. We got two wins. <laughs> no, no, absolutely no. Just you're lost not playing. 15 in a row. Like, no, right. this is this is working. The plan's working out fine. John, you're not fucking ruining this for us, all right? You're not doing it. Right? But meanwhile, it's not like he got sent away. Like, Wall is... You know he's traveling with the team. He's he's dressing every night. He's just not it's seeing. Sure, he's not seeing the fucking floor at all. And he's he's cool with it. But now I think he's thinking like, yo, it's almost like you know Christmas. And I'm, I haven't even heard any rumors of me being moved anywhere. This is his contract's too big, and his contract is too big. Exactly. So, what is he getting like forty four mil, forty five mil this season? Yeah, and he's not playing, and he barely played last season. That's about twenty two mil too much. They're not gonna. They're not gonna pay him again next season, or they're not gonna play him again next season either. I just love how they trade. I love how they traded for him last season, thinking that that was gonna, you know, have James Harden go. You know what? I'm, let me try this. Let me try this. Let's, try, let's go one more round with this with this team. See how far we go. You better sign up for that Kemba program. No. Oh. <laughs> oh no. So subject. Too soon. No, actually, because that was my next story. <laughs> Guess who's go. out of the rotation on their team? On their new. You're welcome. New roster. That's right. Former Celtic, Kemba Walker, according to... Kemba uh, for 200 bucks. Oh, damn <laughs> According to uh, Tom <laughs> Thibodeau, old friend Kemba Walker has been bumped as Alec Burks will continue to be the Knicks starting point guard going forward. <laughs> so much pressure for Alec. Everyone's just saying that. Like, all the reports, and they always add that at the end. Alec Burks taking his place. <laughs> it's like, Jesus. Like, I, didn't, I didn't want this. Alex is like, it's not. This, I just wanted some playing time. I didn't want all this responsibility. But, you know, poor Kemba is averaging career lows across the board. <laughs> Kemba moved his locker. He used to sit next to him. Now he doesn't. It's like, well, fuck right. you. <laughs> this is your plan all along, wasn't it, asshole? 11.7 <laughs> points a game, 2.6 boards, 3.1 assists, all career lows. For old friend uh, Kemba, and New York is eleven and nine on the season. I mean, yo, at least when Kemba was here and time management or whatever was being uh, exercised during the, the last season and a half here in Boston, the man was putting up nineteen, twenty, twenty-one points a game. Like, I don't understand how you go from being a, a, a an all-star starter to not in the rotation at all. It's called bad knees, Joel. What you mean? Yeah. <laughs> but at least like oh, that shit happened. Being you know brought to the bench and being coming in in the second unit, not, that's not that, that didn't even happen. It just like no, you're out. Like you're not even. Yeah. We're not even attempting to do the off the bench thing for you. <laughs> no, we're not doing that off the bench shit. No, no, no. Like we brought you in to be a starter. You're not playing. You know, starter level. You're out. You've been bumped. Now go sit down. I don't know. Derek, go, come go, here. Go, 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 go. Yeah. <laughs> go ride that no, line real no, quick. No, no. In all seriousness, man, it's, it's a, it's a, I feel bad. It's a terrible, it's a terrible story because you, you know where Kemba's heart is at, right? Obviously, he was more than excited to head back home. Found out about the trade, and it was like, what, you know, what a, what a fortunate situation to, to fall into after not quite sure what was next. You know, he knew he wasn't quite sure. Okay, see, it can be the future. He knew what they're doing over there. He goes back home, and it didn't work out. But at the same time, you know, to, to your point, Joel, I mean. I always thought that this had bad news written all over it because they just put him in a really tough spot right away. Like, I never thought it was a good idea to just throw him into becoming a starter right away. This isn't the same New York team that's rebuilding and trying to lose. So, you know, it wasn't sort of that, oh, if he fails, then maybe that's not the worst thing in the world. No, this team is, they're on the other way up, right? They're trying to get in the other direction. And I thought that with the with the fandom and the, and the you know, the, the, the story that Derrick Rose has built, right? The second life that, that Derrick Rose has built, 
let him carry on that. You know, let him be the example for Kemba, and then let Kemba, you know, find his footing. No, they threw him in there. They made him a starter. And look, you put him in a spot where I don't blame the Knicks. You know, look at the record. They had to shake things up, and they got someone in Alec Burks who's been who's been playing well lately. You know, so I I, I can't fault them on it, but it's just. It's it sucks to see something like this happen to Kemba because you know where his heart is at, you know what kind of player he is, and this is this all happens really fast. Well, that's probably that's probably why he's just completely out of the rotation because it's like you know trying to win. you're never going to be like our backup point guard because our backup point guard has permanently been Derrick Rose. Like it's not you're not yeah. taking his spot, you're not going to take minutes away from him, and it's like I don't know, and 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 it's funny because to hear to hear Thibodeau say what like I feel like every coach has said or at least in the past. uh Six months or so, when Brad traded him, you know, first and foremost, I love Kemba, the, the, <laughs> the guy. You know, I love Kemba, the, the man. And then Tim, That's what Tim, Kemba does. Like, they all like, ah. I know. And Tim, Tim said the same thing. You know, I love, you know, first and foremost, I love Kemba, the man. I love Kemba, the, the person. But I got to do what's good for this team. I got I got to do what's best for this team. And it's like, all right. So not even bringing up his skill set. It's just him as a person. It just makes hard. It makes things harder for him going forward in his career or pretty much pretty much his whole career if you think about it because i don't know it's i don't know it's just it's a it's a shitty situation to be in because he was he was with the city shitty team for a big chunk of his career and the and the first time he gets to actually win and now his knees have given out on him yeah yeah that's unfortunate i mean I, the, the weird you know part is- too, hold on real quick i just want to get, get this in before i forget like if if, if he was traded and i don't know let's say obviously maybe the contract wasn't the same but like I just feel like they put him in that spot, and they're like, "Oh, look at his, look at how much money he's making." Fuck it, like, yeah, he's a star. It's a good story. It's a not that they set him up to fail, but it was just like you didn't. It wasn't in his best interest to do that, you know. It, I just felt like it was one of those like, you know, we got him, we got him for cheap. We're gonna try to maximize him as much as we can, right? You know, as soon as possible. And they just, they just dropped the ball. I don't know. I thought they could have, they could have stressed him out better. Uh, yeah, whatever. Either way, I don't think he was a star in the NBA anymore. Put it that way, or at least for a competing teams. So I, I just thought that the beginning just they just said it wasn't good. But yeah. Well, the problem with Kevin Walker is he's a one trick pony. If he's not scoring the basketball, what else does he do? And the problem is with the Tim Tim, Tim Tom Thibodeau <laughs> team. <laughs> Tim, Tim, uh, Tom Thibodeau team. If you can't defend, you're in trouble. You know he's always been. He's killed play. I mean, if you go back to. Jimmy Butler in the first time around with uh, with Derrick Rose. I mean, he was murdering those guys because they couldn't defend or they weren't defending the way that he wanted them to. Um, you know, so for Kemba, who's a poor defender anyway, now he can't move laterally because his knees are gone. So it's like, it's a tough situation for him. It's a really tough situation. You know who's to blame here? Nick Nurse. Absolutely. I don't know how, but... <laughs> yeah, he's so adamant. Like, I was going to say, the Knicks do. All the all those defensive schemes against Kemba, you know, in the bubble. Uh, XP exposed. Just rattled him ever since. Rattles him? No, I think people, all other teams took notes. Maybe. Uh, well, I know because it's like <laughs> he's not trying to fight through it. Sometimes he's just like, oh no, oh no, it collapsed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, turnover. I don't know. <laughs> take the ball. Take the ball. Exactly. Um, what else we miss? Yeah, in case you missed it, Michael Porter Jr. expected to miss the rest of the season. His back surgery, according to the athletic, that's a tough blow for the Nuggets right there. You hate to see it. That's that, a tough one right there. Not good. That's not good. And a guy who has a history of back problems, that yeah. is not good at all. Didn't he just get the bag <laughs> recently, too? He was a top five pick because of draft problems. I mean, uh, back problems. Yeah. Sucks. He, and, he, yeah. and he just got the bag, too, recently, right? If I'm not mistaken? Yes. Sure. That ain't good, man. Back injuries and knee oh. injuries aren't good for this wasn't, Robert, the NBA. This, wasn't a, uh, this wasn't a Robert Williams bag, right? This was something else. So. <laughs> that wasn't a Rob, That wasn't even a bag. It, it was a bag for him, but yeah. not, not a bag. Totally, totally different tax bracket. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> you hate to see it, right? Oh man, the Western Conference, man. People can say what they want. I mean, obviously, it's easy for me to say this now because they're on a big winning streak. You know that that you know look out for the Suns, but like. Now more than, you know, you look at teams like the Denver Nuggets and you look at, you know, the Los Angeles Lakers, shit, like, things are opening up, you know, <laughs> for Phoenix and the and the Golden State Warriors right now. Don't forget the Utah Jazz. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, until, until you get the second round of the playoffs and they crap their pants. But. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there, there's no greater tradition in the Western Conference playoffs 
and the Utah Jazz take a giant shit in the second round. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> in case the Jazz took another dump. Uh, oh, was that the fourth straight year? No. <laughs> Rudy Gobert. I have to watch Donovan Mitchell shaking his head off the court. <laughs> With his hands over his head going, shaking his head like, what else do I got to fucking do here? Yeah, he always had that look on his face like, is it over? Yeah. Is it, are we done? It's like, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah there's, there's no there's no game eight? Like, nah, man, that's it, man. You're out. <laughs> yeah, you back like three times to school, boys. like, fuck. <laughs> there's no replay to run? But nah, man, that's it. You ain't running it back. Till next year. Head to patreon.com slash causeway and check out one-on-one with Joe Sway. My exclusive one-on-ones with NBA players and NBA coaches, including this one with Marcus Smart. Is that an opinion you share with a lot of other people around the league? That that yeah. star treatment in sense of like some an incident like that? Yeah, I mean I think I think it's 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 just one of the elephants in the room. We know it, we see it. Right. I mean it's obvious, you know. It's been obviously for years. You know, this is how it works. Head to patreon.com slash causeway and check out one-on-one with Joe Sway and, of course, the Causeway After Show. And in some happier news, all right, the Milwaukee Bucks have signed DeMarcus Cousin, baby. Oh! On a one-year deal. Dutra's boy, where's Sean when you fucking need him to be like, (laughs) what? Yes. Bobby Portis and DeMarcus Cousin are on the same team, also. Oh boy! Oh boy! So apparently, you know the um. You hear that, Grant? Grant Williams? Come on. I know, right? He was having uh, <laughs> private workouts with the team over the past like week or so, and so that's a pretty nice pickup for the reigning champs, right there. Thousand bucks says uh, Giannis made the phone call and executed the whole thing on his own. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so you won't believe what I what I what I learned about the dunking of the Oreos, and then we signed DeMarcus Cousins. So it was a really good day for me. A really good day for me. <laughs> yeah, how long have you been working on that? Yacht, yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I look at the phone. I was like, look at the clip of me, honest. <laughs> it's the best Thanksgiving ever. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to lie, man. I, I finished, well, I read this like a month ago. I finished this book, uh, and like 80% of it, I could, his voice, I heard his voice the whole time I read it. It's like the, <laughs> Yo, the most, the most humble, like superstar, like ever. No, but it's awesome because like, as I'm hearing it, it's like, man, I can see, cause he's talking about like the first time he had a smoothie, how amazing it was. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. Like little shit that people take for granted. He's just like, yo, this is fucking amazing. Like I spent the first two months of my, of my life here in the States just eating Oreos and nothing else. It's like, Bro, the first time he had pancakes, he ate pancakes for 10 days straight. Like imagine we found out about pancakes when we were like four. Like yeah. imagine finding out about pancakes in your twenty. It's like yo, this is amazing. Like, or eighteen rather. Like, Stack of pancakes <laughs> for all three all three meals of the day. Yeah, you grew up under a rock. Would you say <laughs> somebody grew up under a rock? <laughs> I've been to Greece before. They got pancakes there. <laughs> it's actually like yo, I got a stack of fucking pancakes. <laughs> well, you want flapjacks on? I got, I got two for you. Short stack, eat up. <laughs> Zaxxon with some grapes, like you fucking. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? How, how about you just say really thin pancakes? It's a good compromise. Extra thin. Extra thin. Yeah. No, that's, this has Giannis right all over. Like, Yanni. Giannis loves guys like that. You know? Get that extra. And he's all about it. It changes, it changes his uh, trajectory in a way. Oh, no, no, yeah, completely agree. Yeah. So he's like, man, more of that. What's not? What's that not to like, guys? Like, I can just see him telling everyone in the front office, like, if he sucks, you cut him. Like, you know, let's do it. <laughs> no one's even talking about this dude. Like, oh, yeah, right. So, all right, bro. But Jerry, he's living with you. All right, we ain't setting him up. He's like, I got plenty of room for him. Plenty of room. Yeah, he's not getting in trouble somewhere in Milwaukee. We don't need that kind of mess. For real. <laughs> and uh, we brought it up earlier in the episode talking about Joel Embiid, but he uh, recently spoke about his bout with COVID-19. Oh, that's right. Saying, yeah. quote, I really thought I wasn't going to make it. It was bad. I'm just thankful to be sitting here, end quote. Uh, yeah. Obviously, uh, it's been a couple games since he's been back. They actually beat Orlando, <laughs> so they're coming into uh, the TD Garden 11-10, and 10, just like the Celtics, so that should be an interesting um, matchup. Obviously, you know, everything's going on with Ben Simmons. And they, I mean, they did start off the season eight and two before he went down. And so it's, it's been pretty tough for, uh, for Philadelphia ever since uh, 
and B was out. So now that he's back, should be interesting going forward about how about how both these teams start to hopefully rise in the standings, or at least the Celtics more so than Philly. <laughs> Does Simmons play anytime soon? Uh no. <laughs> yeah. You got someone who doesn't want to play, like in Simmons, and you got someone that does want to play in Wall, you know, so one would think like, oh, why don't you just swap one for the other? But it's not it's just not that that simple, right? Because Sixers are known they're in no rush. Even even with the being being around five hundred, they're in no rush to trade Ben Simmons. And Houston's like, fuck no, you're not coming here. We're not yeah. taking that contract. Exactly. So <laughs> All right. And last but not least, congrats to Ennis Cantor, or should I say Ennis Cantor Freedom? Who Freedom. just became a US citizen on Monday. Mr. Freedom. Officially changing his name. Freedom. All right, listen to this. First name Ennis. Middle name Cantor. Last name Freedom. So his jersey's gonna say freedom. Jersey's gonna say freedom. Pretty sure that's what he wore in the bubble as well. Freedom. I like Cantor Freedom. I thought that would have been a nice touch. <laughs> oh, like the, oh, the hyphen? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cantor Freedom. You know? But, uh, it's like an extension of himself, no? Yeah. But then it'd be like, you know, his second last name, but he's, he wants freedom to be his last name. No, I'm going with like, this is his freedom. You know, this is NS Cantor's freedom. Gotcha. I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. Maybe you should uh, hit him up and tell him that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I was surprised he was in Toronto the other night, actually. So that was his last official game as Ennis Cantor. So he can enter countries. Uh, no, not. I know. I just he just prefer. I know no. he prefer not to because he wanted to, uh, you know, not have any issues re-entering the country. I don't know. Plus, when uh, douchebag was president, he had put that uh, <laughs> he put that ban on certain on certain countries, and Turkey, I believe, was one of those countries on that list. But anyways, uh, yeah. So that's gonna do it for this. Uh, for this edition of In Case You Missed It, you know, check us out on all social media platforms at Causeway Street. Hit up CausewayStreet.com for your Celtics rumors, news, and opinions. Subscribe to our Patreon page. It's Patreon.com slash Causeway. And That's right. you can uh, hit up Zach on the interwebs. Where? At OTW Sports Radio on Twitter. I'm making all sorts of enemies every day, week. Month, it's it's beautiful thing. I think after, I, I'll be shy, guys. You go, you go ahead and troll them now. Yeah. No, <laughs> but most recently, there was uh, an argument about the definition of a green teamer versus a common Celtics fan. So it was that was fun. That I was think fun. I saw that actually. I think I saw that. <laughs> I, I listen. I I've watched the Celtics. I think the first season that I really got into was like '98, right? And I've been a fan ever since, but. You got to call it like it is, Green Teamers. You can't just pretend that things are not wrong. Yeah. You can say a bad word against them. Yeah. You can say that something's not quite perfect. I don't know. I don't like it. These, these, yeah. these young kids, these young, these, these young guns nowadays, they just, they just don't, they're just no, soft. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah, because it's like you say something that's like not big in the mob and you're not. It's not you're not hating on them. It's just well, it's, it's an observation. No, no, no. This is my favorite. Though. This is my favorite for them though. You got to drop that. You could drop this tomorrow too. Watch them. Watch them lose their shit. <laughs> <laughs> just say Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown haven't done anything. They hate that. Like oh my god, the legit, and like in the middle of the back and forth, I'm like, wait a minute. I thought you were just trying to like play the part, but you actually believe this shit. Like they actually believe like the bubble and like multiple trips to the Eastern Conference Finals. I'm like that doesn't fall on those two. Like, does it? I don't know. I don't think it does. Wait, 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 wait. But Tatum just passed Larry Bird for fifth in the Celtics, you know, all-time three-pointers made list. What are you talking about? They got nuts, man. They got nuts. If you, want to, if you want to give them the props of getting to the Eastern Conference Finals in the bubble, and, you know, they had to they had to put that team in their bag, and you know, Gordon Hayward was banged up, and so was Kemba. Okay, but the guy that got you home court advantage, like the way Kemba was playing those first couple of months, you know, uh, Gordon Hayward, you had Gordon Hayward, what, 80% throughout the season? He was huge for you throughout the course oh, of that go year. Back, go back even further. You know, the, the first year, the first season of Kyrie was, was in Boston. And, yeah. and yeah. Tatum, Tatum, Brown, and Rozier, those those were those, and, and you know, Horford and, and Morris. But there was just the, those three that I just mentioned, the first three. Those were the horses. Those were the horses going, you know, going toe-to-toe against – Bron Bron and and in, in the Eastern Conference Finals, but yeah. you know here we are, so many years <laughs> removed later, and like if that's the that's the pinnacle, that's the pinnacle of of of, uh, yeah, of, yeah. of what you want to say when it comes to you know Tatum and Brown, then I guess you you love you know mediocrity for, up to this point, right? I'm not saying that that's going to be their their for the rest of their careers, but up yeah. to this point, like last time I checked, you know in Boston, you, you want to win championships, right? But 
Celtics have only won one championship they in like over 30 years. They don't hang Eastern Conference Finals appearances in, in, the, in the Rafters. Or, fucking, <laughs> or division championships for that or matter. Or division championships. <laughs> Who the fuck is doing that? <laughs> Toronto? No, no, maybe not Toronto. I don't know. There's got to be teams Sixers. doing that. <laughs> yeah, Sixers, all right. Orlando, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Actually, I think you're right. I think the Sixers do do it. Right? I'm trying to remember what I, I, one of the reasons I've been to. I was like, wow, they really do that. It was like a division championship <laughs> banner. Like, oh, ooh. Who, who, who's, who sits there and goes, guys, you remember that 96, 97, uh, you know, roster? Yo, they won the division that year. They won the division that year. They were nice. What are you guys, the Colts? They were nice. I'm telling you, man. You know? It wasn't for if it wasn't for you know the the uh, the, the other division there we we, we would have been the top of the, the conference. <laughs> or back in the day, it was like yeah, there was like three teams in the division. Like okay, we won the division. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Same team you played like five times a year. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Thanks that's for right. uh, Zach. Thanks See you on Twitter. <laughs> for, I know, right? Yeah, if you want to, if you want to, you know, if you want to squabble, want to squabble oh, yeah. with that man over here. If you, need, if you need more of that smoke, yeah, you know where to find yeah, good luck with that because he he he's all about the smoke now. <laughs> all about the smoke. We just give him all the ammo you need. Eh? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> now, but real talk, yo, uh, Zach. Thanks again for uh, you know coming in and uh, Lefty coming out the pen for real, for real. Always a pleasure, my friend. Appreciate Zach, I don't that. care. Righty or lefty, I'm just saying that for the saying, you know. <laughs> Lucky lefty. Lucky. Right. It's yeah. a unique skill set, you know. Oh, it's yeah. a comp- what it is, a comp- seriously, seriously. So, yeah, man. I <laughs> uh, hope everyone had a safe and uh, happy Thanksgiving. You know, happy uh, day, why uh, not? Good mm-hmm. times. Good times with friends and family, of course. That's nothing new. But uh, Joel and I got to go check out Sebastian uh, Maniscalco at TD right. Garden, man. That was hilarious. Like, we're, Joel and I are huge into, into comedy. So, that's one of our. One of our favorite, what, recent years, right, of, of comedians. You know, but started, we never seen five. Yeah, I started listening to this dude like seven, eight years ago on Pandora, believe it or not. And, like, to, to see how, like, far he's come and to be at an arena like the TD Garden. Like, I was telling Sway, I've never seen a comedian yeah. at the TD Garden. Like, I've seen him, like, little theaters and, uh, like, outside venues. But, like, at, the, yeah. at a stadium like the TD Garden, to see, a, like, a comedian, like, that was dope. And someone that I've been following for a little while, that was dope. Yeah, yeah. Like I found him on Facebook. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. Like he's really blowing up. You know, obviously he's fucking, you know, doing arena shows now. But yeah, it was a good time, man. You know, Saturday night at the Garden, it was good. Yep. Not like Friday night. You know, Friday night is when that's when the, that's when the game's going on. But yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> but I also got my tree up, guys. You guys, you know how I feel about my Xmas trees, right? When it comes to uh, this time of year, it's still November, but. Happy holidays and you know, happy Hanukkah for those that, that yes, celebrate. That's right, day three. Yeah, really early this year in November. So shout out to those that celebrate. Yeah, man, it's definitely that time of year. Chilling with friends and family, and before you know it, it'll be uh, it'll be New Year's. Twenty twenty two. And as always, Black Lives Matter. Stop aging hate, and let's pray for peace in the Middle East. And until next time, we are out. Later, guys. Till next week.